the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello there. And Patty, we are getting ready to leave the Chicagoland area and head up to, as Alice Cooper said in Wayne's World, Milwaukee. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not remembering that little moment from... You remember camera one, camera two, though, from from Wayne's World. Yeah. I know Wayne's You don't I, remember the whole Alice Cooper cameo from Wayne's World? Dude, you know what I remember from Wayne's World? What? I see a little silhouette of a man. <laughs> and literally to this day, whenever that song comes on and you get to the rocking part, you do headbanging. the headbanging thing just like Wayne and Garth did. But seriously, though, they they met and yet at the end of the movie they met Alice Cooper doing a concert in Milwaukee and Alice Cooper gives gives like this whole this whole thing of like how Milwaukee got its name Milwaukee from the Indian word for you know big water or whatever I suppose you remember that from because you're from Wisconsin yes yeah right but maybe that has something to do with it anywho but, let's get back to the baseball shall we and we are excited about tonight because we are going to see the Cardinals and Brewers play at Miller Park I have some high school classmates coming down from lacrosse, which is awesome. It's going to be great to see Eric and Kevin and Nick. Uh, you've met Kevin. Kevin was at our wedding, but you've never met Nick or, or Eric, so I'm looking forward to that. Eric Petzold and Nick Hotchkiss. Bunch of uh, Brewers fans. <laughs> but speaking of Brewers fans, though, the Brewers donated 50 tickets to a new family services. So Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, yes, and on Monday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, uh, we will have Matt Raisler from A New Family Services on to discuss that donation of tickets from the Brewers and what A New does uh, with foster kids and how people in Wisconsin and even in Minnesota can get involved with A New to help out some kids, just like we're trying to inspire people to help out however they can with Children's Hope Alliance or A New Family Services or any other foster care organization in your community. Absolutely. Now, speaking of, you know, seeing another baseball game, you're going to be like, how many nights in a row seeing baseball? Yeah, so tonight will be my fourth in four different cities over the course of three days. Because Wednesday, I did a rare split day-night home-and-home doubleheader with the Joliet Slammers and the Windy City Thunderbolts of the Frontier League. Now, we lived in St. Louis. The Frontier League has two teams in the St. Louis area, the Gateway Grizzlies in Sauge, Illinois, and the River City Rascals out in O'Fallon, Missouri. And I love the Frontier League. I fell in love with the Frontier League. I covered the Frontier League in 2014, like the entire season. What is it that you love about it? It's it's minor league baseball, but it's independent minor league baseball. And I was at several games in 2014 where they would literally stop the game And announce that a player on whatever team was leaving the game because he was getting ready to be be on a to go on a plane because he got signed by a major league baseball team. So this guy would go report to a a single A team or a rookie ball team or even a double A team uh, every once in a while, 
And it was just so cool to see. In 2014, the Frontier League All-Star Game in uh, Sauge, Illinois, at the Gateway Grizzlies Park, one of the teams had an All-Star, and they did the starting lineups. He was a third baseman. I remember that. I can't remember his name or for which team he played, but he, he was a starting third baseman in the, the Frontier League All-Star Game. They did the introduction. They threw one pitch. And then they pulled him out of the game because he had been signed and he had, I, I forget which team signed it, but I know he had to go up to Oregon to report to a single A team up in Oregon. So That's really cool. That, I didn't it, know it, about it, that. It, it is, it, it's a cool moment. And, and those are the moments with why I fell in love with the Frontier League. And we're going to all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. I got to see my fourth and fifth Frontier League stadiums Wednesday in Joliet. And and uh, Crestwood is where the Windy City Thunderbolts play, another Chicago suburb. The Schaumburg Boomers are also in the Frontier League, another Chicagoland team. Uh, and there are 12 teams. We did not get to see the Washington Wild Things in Pittsburgh or the Lake Erie Otters in Cleveland or the Florence Freedom from Florence, Kentucky, outside of Cincinnati. But I'm glad I got to see the Slammers and, and Thunderbolts play. And the fact that they had a doubleheader, a home and home doubleheader, 10 a.m. in Joliet, 6 p.m. in Crestwood, and this was a scheduled. This was it wasn't like oh we got to do a makeup game because of rain out. No, this was a scheduled home and home day night doubleheader because uh, they started at six in uh, in Crestwood because the Thunderbolts had fireworks after the game, so they wanted to didn't want it be did not want it to be too late. And they started the game at 10 a.m. earlier in the day in Joliet because it was kids' summer camp day. So they had a bunch of kids out at that game oh, for neat. a 10 a.m. start. And, yeah, it was really neat. And I, there are a lot of parallels to draw between the Frontier League and what these guys are trying to do and kids in the foster system because the kids in the foster system are trying to get to their forever home. And it may take them a couple of stops in foster homes before they finally find the right fit and get to their forever home. A lot of the baseball players in the Frontier League are guys who had been drafted by Major League Baseball teams. They got to single A. They got to double A. There was one guy who plays for the Windy City Thunderbolts, Jonathan McRae. He got to triple A. Played two games last year for triple A Omaha in the Kansas City Royals organization. Two games, got sent back down to single A, and then was released after the season. He's now in the Frontier League trying to get back, just like a lot of these other guys are. And we are going to hear from a couple of those guys. I interviewed four guys. Connor Bach, Justin Garcia, Tim Zier, and Corey Kimber. We are going to hear from Connor Bach and Justin Garcia today. And then next week, next Thursday, we will hear from... Corey Kimber and Tim Zier about how they are trying to get back and just kind of the the highs and lows of getting drafted and then getting released. So Connor Bach and Justin Garcia, we will hear from them after this word from Children's Hope Alliance. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And we're going to hear now from Connor Bach, who I interviewed before the nightcap of Wednesday's doubleheader in Crestwood at Standard Bank Stadium. 
And here is Connor Bach talking about the high of realizing that he had been drafted by the Washington Nationals. It actually, it was, it was a really good feeling. I remember it pretty vividly. Like I was just sitting in my basement actually playing Call of Duty and I was watching like the draft tracker on, on Twitter. And I didn't really get a lot of, I got a couple teams talking to me before, but uh, when I saw my name pop up, it was, it was, I got a nice adrenaline rush and uh, I could hear my mom upstairs like, screaming because she was doing the same thing so yeah it was it was a pretty cool experience you started with the nationals were you traded to the marlins or how did no, you i got released from the nationals and then uh a coach that i played with moved to the marlins so he uh contacted me and that's how i got with them and then yeah i played with them for a month and a little extra and then got released from them and then uh the angels picked me up in the off season to spring, first spring training last year and then when they let you go i mean was that like the low point of your professional career? Yeah, it was pretty low. I mean, I was not right myself because I was going through a lot of things like mechanically and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough, especially uh, being with three teams. And I don't know. I, I, I felt my skills were um, like able to compete at the professional level. And when three teams say they they don't want you it's kind of it kind of hurts so it just gives me more motivation to get back after it and try to get back up how humbling is that it's i mean i'm a pretty humble guy as is so i was it was kind of humbling but i mean i i took it pretty hard but you know that's those things have to happen for you to i guess humble yourself and and keep working hard and trying to accomplish your goals so now that you're here in uh, with with Windy City, what what keeps you going? What what motivates you? Um, I don't know all the all the people that have doubted me. I guess like I just want to prove to myself and then everybody who, because I wasn't on a team this year until I'm thankful that he contacted me. It was like six months or something, and I know, just to prove it to everybody that I'm not the guy I once was and that I can actually compete and make it up to the uh, big league level. I had problems in the zone commanding my fastball and like I said my mechanics and my sequencing were really off I just didn't feel like synced up so I had a great pitching coach in the offseason this past year and the year before and really figured it out so now I'm extremely confident in my skills and my abilities so I'm, I'm excited to see where this takes me. Do you do much community relations stuff? And, and, and when you do, do you talk to kids? And, and, and what do you tell them? Uh, I actually do uh, lessons in the off-season. So, I mean, I love, I love hanging out with kids. I'm one of four boys, so I have three younger brothers. So, um, yeah, I give lessons to kids anywhere from, like, eight to seniors in high school. So it's, it's fun for me to teach them things and just hang out with them and, you know, kind of give them, like, a, a guy time just to hang out and not, like, because I know they, they usually are at school all day, and it's a time for them to kind of relax and um, just have some fun. So, yeah. Do they ask you questions about playing professional baseball? Oh, yeah, they all ask me questions, and they all think that I play on TV and stuff like that. And it's it kind of sucks telling them, like, the whole – I can't tell them the whole story because that would take forever. But, like, just telling them, like, no, I'm not on a team right now. I'm trying to play, blah, 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 stuff like that. But – no, they, they seem to enjoy it, and I mean, I, I did play professionally for a while, so I can, I can tell them that at least. Is that pretty rewarding for you, though, the, the, uh, that time with the kids? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great, because when I'm not doing that, I'm kind of just 
working out and doing baseball stuff. So it kind of gets me away and makes me uh, a little more social, especially talking with them. It's, it's fun. I mean, I'm kind of a kid myself, so it keeps me entertained. So, Patty, you, you know what I want to know from what Connor said about his draft experience is how he what was able to play Call of Duty efficiently while also watching the MLB draft ticker. Well, yeah, that's a very interesting story. You don't usually hear that, right? You're usually seeing these guys as they're eagerly anticipating what's going on. So I guess it's not the same as what we see on TV all the time. Like with the NFL draft? Yeah. No, not at all. The Major League Baseball draft, you'll have a few guys in the room in New York, and it's just for at the MLB Network Studios, but it's nothing like what you see with the NFL draft where you've got 30 guys going to the draft wherever it is in the big theater. It's nothing like that at all. And you get to the later rounds. So Connor was a 21st-round draft pick in 2014 by the Nationals, and there is no TV for that. Like, at all. All three days, seven rounds of the NFL draft are televised. There are only two rounds in the NBA draft. They're televised. But the Major League Baseball draft, I think it's like 40 rounds. Well, so, there's so many more spots to fill, right? Because you got... When you got the farm system, yeah. Right. And, and you don't really have that for the NFL? No, because the farm system for the NFL is college. Um, now, there are the rosters are twice as big as, as far as like the actual NFL compared to Major League Baseball teams. The rosters in the NFL are twice as big, but you got a lot of people in the farm system for Major League Baseball teams. And so you got a lot of guys drafted. And it also makes you realize how difficult it is to actually make it to Major League Baseball because you have rosters at low A, at high A, double a triple a and then you've got independent guys who are still trying to get signed and and the, so from all that group of people all those teams and the frontier league isn't the only independent league there are at least two more independent leagues out there so there are a lot of independent teams and a lot of guys out there playing professionally and so major league baseball players it is truly the cream of the crop yeah i, I think it's interesting too to think about the fact that when these guys talk about it being up and down and up and down and they're resilient, they have to be resilient. And it's interesting. It's only like Connor Bach 2014. You know, that's not that long ago. No, not at all. You know, baseball's a game of failure. We've talked about this before. We talked about this with the Israeli national baseball team general manager, Peter Kurz, and how baseball is a game of failure. And if you fail seven out of 10 times in baseball, you're still considered successful. And so... You know, yeah, you have to be resilient as a baseball player. Jamison Tyon talked about that when we had him on the podcast uh, in in March. Uh, you got to be resilient, and and baseball offers you a lot of opportunity to kind of get a second chance. And that's what Justin Garcia of the Joliet Slammers is hoping for a second chance after spending 2017 out of baseball. He was a Houston Astros draft pick. In 2015, so even a year after Connor Bach, and he washed out of the Astros organization after struggling over two years, 2017 out of baseball, but now he's extremely grateful for the second chance he has to try to prove himself and pursue his dream with the Joliet Slammers. I interviewed him after the first game Wednesday in Joliet. When you got drafted, what was that high like? Oh, it was a great moment, man, because... Um you go your whole life, and that's why I always say that 
you you want it to happen you're always like oh i want to play in the big leagues i want to be this i want to be a major leaguer but you never know if it'll ever happen and then i had a little a shaky college career at the beginning transferred a couple times and i'm like man will this ever really happen and so the moment it actually happened you see your name called you see a, the some the astros logo next to your name you're just i'm like dang this is crazy like crazy people calling you and 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 you show up there. It was just a crazy moment. I could not believe. It was honestly that I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And then the flip side of that, then when you were released a couple years later, was that just like? I mean, I mean, how, what did that feel like? I mean, you kind of know it was coming. I had a really bad first year, and I know first impression is big. And I was kind of like happy to be there at one point. I was like, man, I got drafted, and I and like I thought it was like Disney World, but I there was more work to be done. And uh, getting released. Um, it sucked, but I mean, I feel like I've been through other times getting cut from college twice before that. So I was kind of like, you know what, like, here's what it is. Time to move on. It's not the end of the world. And that's where we talk about, like, things like that, where, like, adversity is that I just focus on what I can control. And that's what, and I've always said that. And that's why I don't get mad in the umpires. You know, I get frustrated sometimes, but I mean, I can't control the calls he makes. I can't control the Astros, if the Astros like me. They want to release me. That's their decision. I just got to focus on what I got to do. I got to go out there and, and play baseball and, and work on my game. It's, it's not the end of the world, and there's still opportunity to make it. So I was frustrated, and I, I, was, I was obviously sad and to break it to, like, your family and friends, but just got to keep moving. And what was last year like for you, just being out of baseball? It was weird. It really I, – I tell all the guys I talk to now, I feel like I became a man. I became a man. It was my whole life I've always played baseball. That's all I've known. It's four years old. I've never taken a year off of baseball before. So I tried, and I tried to find the team, then it got too late, and then so I really had to sit back. I watched on social media everyone playing, and we'll be in network every day. So it was kind of like being on the outside looking in. It was like, man, this is weird. And I kind of got my life a little more situated, you know, like life after baseball. But um, it was weird. Like I felt like I, like I, a situation I don't want to be in. Like it was, it makes me, now that I'm here, appreciate this way more because there's people who wish they were us and there's people who wish they were playing baseball every day so um now that i'm here whenever i want to complain about something that's what that's my my goal my, my line every day is, is don't complain don't complain because there's people who wish and i i can strike out 30 times in a row and i could be like oh this is stupid i hate this place but like someone wishes they were me doing that like i get to do this i get to be at the ballpark every day and that's why before every game when i stretch i run out to center field i turn around i literally look at the stadium and i'm like wow like I'm lucky to just be here. Just just to be here is, is an honor. Kind of gives you a different perspective, doesn't it? Big time. Like, definitely, you appreciate the game. You definitely appreciate every, every single moment, the little things to being in the locker room, hitting early, all this stuff. It, it, you learn to appreciate it, not like before when I was a little younger. I was like, bro, this is stupid. And, and like, like, I felt maybe like, like I should be here. And I'm like, I, I get to be here. It's, it's, I'm honored. There's people who every day, because other guys live in host families and they complain and like you know what like I complain they, they say oh I shouldn't complain because there's someone who would live in a basement or anywhere to be able to play here to be able to play professional baseball so that's the one thing I don't complain and I, I definitely appreciate every single moment good or bad now are you staying with the host family in uh, Joliet yeah and foster kids kind of go through that where, where they're mm -hmm. they're in a different home mm -hmm. what is that like for, for a professional baseball player I got a really good experience with it the, the people I live with the Vanish Scouts, they are the best they spoil us and that's where I'm maybe like with foster kids it's kind of you're lucky it's right. you can get a really good one and you're you're blessed and you're really appreciative or you can get like a bad situation when it kind of sucks 
but everything could be worse, and, and, and that's where I see it. So I've been lucky to have a, a good host family, which is I am super appreciative of them. I would never do anything to disrespect them, and I let them know how much I appreciate them. They do not have to do that for me. So it, it's definitely, I, can't, I have no bad experiences, so that I am very lucky on that part that I have an awesome host family. What's the difference between playing minor league baseball with an affiliated team and with an, an independent team? Independent is a lot of ex-affiliated guys, and I feel like it's a little more on your own. Affiliated, they're really, they invest a lot of money into you guys, so they're making sure you're doing this, making sure you're working out, making sure you're here early. They're kind of behind you all the time, which some guys need it, some guys don't, but there's a lot of money in you, so they're making sure you're all right. You're making sure you're stretching, making sure you're doing this, eating this, eating that. Here, it's kind of like, it's a second chance. A lot of guys here, you got to remember why you're here. So it's very lenient, but if you're not going to show up and you're going to do your own thing, you're going to fall into the trap of how, how easy going it is so it's really cool and then i think i have a good experience with with jeff with jeff isom so he trusts us to do our, do our thing and we're grown men i like i like how he handles it here when you got released and then uh, you signed with joliet what was the driving force to kind of keep yourself going to continue to pursue your dream of, of playing baseball I, obviously you think about it especially you're off you think about it i'm like man you know what is like baseball done and uh, i was like man you know i, I I got my life together. I mean, I, I work at a high school. I have a really good job at a high school. Um, I got my real estate license. So I could say I don't need baseball. I'm fine without it, but I wasn't ready to walk away. There was times I don't want to, I've always said, I do not want to be that guy when I have kids down the road and I'm watching baseball with my sons, that I'm going to be like, man, like, that should have been me. And I don't want to have regret. So I'll still, I'm still pretty young. I think my best days are still ahead of me, and I haven't shown what I could do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go and give it my best, good or bad. And if it doesn't work out for me, this, then it's not in for me. God has another plan for me, and there's another, there's a bigger plan out there. So I mean, I, I wasn't just ready. Like I would watch baseball on TV, and I'd be like, man, this, this, I, that's what I want to be doing. And that's why when I first get here, and I get to the first couple of days, I get to put on like my pants again, because you practice here in shorts and stuff. Right. I get to put on my pants and put on my cleats, and, and that feeling with the jersey and whatnot is just like. I would, I, that is one of the best feelings. And all my buddies who don't play baseball anymore, and they're like, man, putting on the spikes, the pants, the spikes, that's just one of the best feelings. You could never, and, and I wasn't ready to like walk away from that without having like a bitter taste in my mouth. Sounds like you're pretty grateful for the second chance to try to get back to affiliated ball. Yeah, good or bad. I always say, my mom, she always she always asks me all the time. She goes, after every game, one for four, two for four, three for four, oh for four. She says, are you happy? And I tell her the same thing. I said, I can go four for four with four home runs. I can go over oh four, four strikeouts. I am just as happy. Yeah, everyone wants to hit good, but I mean, if I'm pissed off about a game, I come to the locker room, I shower. I am the same way when I walk out there as if I was four for four. I'm just I'm happy to be here. I work, and not saying that I'm just happy to be here and I just chill. No, I work my butt off. I'm here. I work out every day. I get here, try to be the first one here every day. I hit in the cage every day. I do a bunch of extra work. But good or bad, man, I can't control that. I just give my best. I give my best, and if that works out, it does. If it doesn't, I gotta work focus on the next at bat. I can't. I don't really dwell on the bad stuff. So getting released was was a good. I I grew up. It sucked, and nobody wants it to happen. But I, I grew up. I I became a man and. A lot of good things happen from that than bad, you know. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. You know, Patty, a lot of people get kind of caught up in the minutiae of different problems they might have going on in life. And, and I think the biggest thing Justin said was how you can just, uh, you know, it's just what you can control. And I think that's a good parallel, again, to what these kids who are in the foster system trying to get adopted and trying to find their forever home. You know, just enjoy what you have, control what you can control, and, and hopefully things work out. 
Absolutely. Really focusing on what you control is, is a really good message for anybody. And, you know, we can't control the fact that we've got rain coming down on the roof right now. I don't know if you can even hear that <laughs> on the microphone, but I'm making a joke there. But it is really a serious message to that really can make a huge difference in your life and how you react to things is so important. Very much so. And I'm pausing there because I know I react poorly to some situations. I may have raised so- <laughs> my eyebrows at you when I said that. Only worry about what, what you can control. You hear that a lot in sports. And that's why I've, I've always been a big believer that sports are just a microcosm of life. Sports teach such valuable lessons, life lessons. I think all kids should play sports regardless of gender, regardless of of skill level. I think sports just teach such a, a valuable lessons in, in life and you know what, what 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 you apply to sports, being part of a team, earning a trophy. Not every kid should get a trophy, kid guys. Okay, there he goes off on a tangent. Yeah, and the rain's coming down a little harder, so we need to wrap this up. But you know, well, what, but I think you wanted to say something before we do that, though. I was just gonna say, you know, you're saying that sports is a good way to learn these lessons, but really, you don't have to be in a sport. There's music where you can be in a in an ensemble or a band or something like that, where you're learning from those experiences even doing some of the solo sports or activities you can learn from as well yeah and even in quote-unquote solo sports like tennis or wrestling you know you're still part of a team and you 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 help one one another you you lift each other up and there are still jobs where you're supposed to be kind of like a self-starter and you're able to work supposed to be able to work independently but you're still part of a team and you still have to rely, you know, as a project manager, you still have to rely on other people to do their job in Absolutely. order for you to do your job. I have to herd those cats and make people do their job. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. But later this evening, we will be interviewing Matt Raisler of A New Family Services, who does a fabulous job and does some wonderful work with A New Family Services in the foster care, helping kids find that forever home. And you will hear from Matt. On Monday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, and we are really looking forward to going to see some a Brewers Cardinals game tonight at Miller Park with some kids from a new uh, Saturday Cardinals Brewers with my family and some friends who are coming up from St. Louis to see us, and you'll hear all about that, including our interview with Matt Raisler on Monday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Waiting for the 